This is St. Peter's Sunday Morning Bible Group, and I'm Pastor Adam. Each week, we record our teaching time to aid you in your discipleship and to help create a resilient faith that is able to respond to the changing landscape of culture and life with the fullness of grace and truth. And hey, if you happen to live in the Columbus area, we would love to see you on a Sunday morning. To plan your visit, head over to our website at stpeterscolumbus.org. That's stpeterscolumbus.org. Here is this week's Sunday Morning Bible Group. Thank you all for being here this morning. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to have you all here. Um, Just want you to know that like after George said, what are you going to name your class? Then I had second thoughts, you know, how do you make it not be so clinical, you know? But anyway, David, Fugil, and I are going to do this together. I just want to introduce myself. So I've been um, on staff at St. Peter's for 25 years, and I'm a marriage, licensed marriage and family therapist and a licensed mental health counselor. And someone asked, are you a psychologist? And I'm a master's level, and psychologist is a doctorate level. So just sometimes people don't know the difference there. and I head up the LifeWorks ministry, and part of that LifeWorks ministry is the little counseling center over on the backside of Arts Cleaners. How many of you have seen that over there? Okay, if you look across from the den, we just got a new entryway. It's beautiful. So we're going to have a special blessing in a couple of weeks. And um, anyway, we have um, seven counselors there, um, all Jesus followers, and we see a lot of people, and we're able to build um, Medicaid insurances and stuff like that. And it's a lot of people go, um, can I come there if I'm not a member of St. Peter's? And it's very very open to the community. So um, more of our clients are community members and not St. Peter's members, but a lot of St. Peter's members come as well. So David, introduce yourself. All right, morning everyone. I'm David Fugil. Um, you may know me. My wife is the organist here at St. Peter's. Um, yeah. <laughs> She's very talented. Um, uh, I kind of relate to this topic because I am currently going to school to get my master's in mental health counseling. And so Jan mentioned that she's at the master's level and I'm currently going to school to be at that level. So I'm going to school here in town at IUPUC and I will have my master's in mental health counseling and I'll get my license and I will be an LMHC eventually. So um, that's what I'm uh, just kind of starting out in this field. And so um, I'm really excited uh, to, to get done with school and to get practicing in the field. And I'm also very excited to be here with you guys this morning and really excited for what this class has to offer and what we can, what we can teach you guys. So yeah. yeah. Thank you, David. So I thought um, a great Um, story to tell as we start this class off. So how many of you have been to the church in the Lutheran Church in Jonesville, St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Jonesville? Okay. It's it's known for being like a block west of the brick. So if you've ever been to the brick, you've been really close if you haven't been to that church. So 
back in the 1940s or 50s, across the street from the church, they built this building. And it was a school, and I went to that school. Like, uh, when I was waiting for the bus, we would put our books on those little squares. It was consolidated with White Creek Lutheran School. And when I was there a couple of weeks ago, I, the, the building is torn down now. But what's interesting is I remembered that building. There were six steps up to get in that side. And then there were, this is the back side. There were six steps to get up the back side into the playground. Um, and that, that building had two classrooms, a library, and then um, there was a basement with a stage, and that's where my grandma went to quilt for ladies' aid. Um, and how you got downstairs was either a real long stairway from the top level to the bottom level, that was the inside, or there were two exterior entrances right over here that went from the ground level down. And what, what occurred to me um, as I was thinking about doing this class is like there was no way for a mobility challenge person to get in that building. Like, no way. And I remember my grandma, like the quilting ladies, started not being able to even go there to quilt um, because they got old and they couldn't get down the steps or up the steps. And so um, now they've torn that building down. I think back in the 90s they tore that building down and they built this church fellowship hall right there. They also built a little ramp to get into the church from the outside and the church fellowship hall um, has a ramp to get from the church fellowship hall into the church. Today we would not even think about building a public building, building a church or a school without there, there being handicap accessibility. And you know, um, the people that built that old school building were smart. Like, it's not that an intelligence issue, but I think that over the last half century, our understanding and expectation of how people with mobility challenges could live fully included in the life of, of our communities has just grown. I mean, I was just thinking about, remember FDR, uh, President Roosevelt? He was like in a wheelchair, but that was never seen publicly. Like that was something to be hidden. And now, in 1990, we passed the ADA, the American Disabilities Act. You can't build a public building without handicap accessibility. And so, the analogy here, people who have mental health challenges, it's not, a, it's not a like analogy, but I really think that we're in the process of becoming more aware of and more educated about people with, who struggle with mental health challenges. And we're coming to understand that just like people with mobility challenges, um, they can be fully included in the life of the church and in service to Jesus. And what had to happen for people with mobility challenges before the ADA was passed, it just, we had to grow in our understanding of how do we, how do we work, how do we accommodate, how do we include them. And so, as I thought about this class, what, what I wanna, what 
I think we want to learn here is um, people with mental health challenges don't need physical ramps. I think we're here to build relational ramps so that anyone who struggles maybe just with run-of-the-mill anxiety or depression or struggles with a very serious mental illness, that we can become more comfortable with even having conversations about that. Um, we can be less um, stigmatizing toward people with mental health challenges. And I think God's heart is that anyone, regardless of their mental health or mental challenges, would be able to be fully embraced in the life of the church and have, just like someone without mental health challenges, have much to offer in service to the Lord. So, I just wanted to share with that analogy, and I want at your table to invite you to just for a few minutes talk about, without naming anyone, what are your recollections when you were growing up. Some of us are older and some of us are younger, but growing up, what are your recollections of, of how people with mental illness were perceived or treated? And then how have perceptions of mental illness changed over the course of your life? So just gonna invite you to share at your tables a little bit and uh, that'll get us going. Let's bring it back to the full group. I know we all have a lot of good discussions going on. So what were some uh, topics that you guys were, that came up at your tables? Just feel free to shout it out. just wasn't even a part of like the, the zeitgeist. People weren't even talking about it at the time. Yeah, for sure. That's a common theme that I heard as I walked around through by all the tables. I heard people Like not about knowing that. it existed. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I was telling my table, I went to school with a person and, and her mom was at Madison State m much of her childhood and nobody, I didn't even know it till I was like in my 20s. You know, it was very hush-hush, yeah. isolated from from others mm -hmm. and that's a that's a common theme back in the mid 20th century that's that's one of the leading ways that they uh, took care of 
of mental health issues is they just kind of institutionalize people and just kind of, for lack of a better term, they just really locked them up and didn't do a whole lot. And that's kind of, it's kind of like an analogy of how common perception was of it as well. We just kind of like didn't talk about it and just, just kind of ignored it. Separated, not integrated, like you said. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Um, someone said two people with mental illness were made fun of, mm -hmm. and uh, also their parents kind of said, "Stay away from them," you know. So um, we're making progress, aren't we? One thing um, I just want to read this. I had written this out, and like. Um, the designers of our buildings today don't have to be mobility challenged themselves in order to design buildings that welcome people with mobility issues. And whether or not you've ever struggled with mental challenges or even if you've never been close with someone who has, you can still be a part of the relational ramp building so that those who do struggle will feel welcome and fully able to participate in the whole life of the church. Sometimes I write better than I speak and I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss that. So what we're gonna do every, we've got seven more weeks after today. Um, our goals here um, is to demystify and better understand mental illness and then create space to talk about it. You know, like it doesn't have to be hidden, but give us comfort in being able to talk about that. Equip us to be more comfortable in relationship with people with mental health challenges, and then understand how we can fully embrace and engage people with mental health challenges into the life of our church, and, and that's God's heart. And so we're gonna be doing, um, e each week we've got about a 20 minute video and then we'll do some table discussion and then David and I will also do some, answering some questions. A great question came up and so if you have questions, let us know that um, so that we can, probably someone else has that question as well. But one thing we did wanna talk about is um, we'll be doing some video and then table discussion. And um, David, just, you wanna talk about the group guidelines there. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, let me bring the uh, list up here. So as we're going through this class, through the weeks, um, we do have a few um, group discussion like guidelines <coughs> that we wanna make sure that we follow. Um, that all of us are following. Um, because this, is, this can be a sensitive topic for um, all of us, really, and it, it might strike a chord with, with some more than others. So we just wanna make sure that we follow these uh, guidelines and we're acting um, you know, accordingly as we're, as we're talking together. So the first one is uh, don't interrupt. And so that's just a pretty common courtesy, is just to not uh, let people speak um, and let them finish before before uh, responding to what they have to say. The second one is share the air, which um, is basically uh, making sure that you're respecting other people's time and that you're, you're not uh, taking the entire time at, at your table or in the entire group. Sorry, David. I, <laughs> I just wanted to get that cued so we could go. Go right ahead. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, share, <laughs> share the so air. I'm so sorry. 
I'm hogging the air, man. Number three is to choose wonder. So that one's a good one. I like that one because um, it's if someone brings up something that maybe you disagree with or you don't see it the same way, uh, instead of just you know interjecting and and telling them how like they might be wrong or how you don't agree with them, maybe instead just just uh, allow yourself to think about it and wonder and maybe how this person came about those views or those thoughts um, and and how how they may be seeing things. The next one is an important thing when it comes to anything mental health related, respecting confidentiality. So uh, we see this kind of throughout anything, like in the counseling room or in the, in the classroom where I'm at now. Um, but we respect what people say and, and their confidentiality and this is kind of a safe space here. And so we don't, if someone's sharing something personal to them, we don't necessarily want to go out and spread that to other people. Um, the fifth one, do not give advice. So that one's kind of a hard one sometimes for people is they hear uh, troubles or issues that someone might be dealing with and our tendency as people is we wanna help them out. We wanna give them advice, be like, oh, well for me, I did this and this. But we just wanna be careful doing that because sometimes what works for you might not work for everyone. And it also is kind of about like the journey and how this person has to like work through their issues and they have to kind of come to that themselves. So don't try to like fix or correct or save anyone, especially in this in the realm of this classroom because this is just kind of a learning environment and we're just dis discussing different things. And the sixth one is to exhibit sensitivity. Um, as, I, as I said, this can be a, a sensitive topic for a lot of people. Um, so just, just understand and realize that a lot of people, um, like a lot of the topics might be difficult or painful for some people. So, um, you know, it, it just um, encourage, you're encouraged to, um, you know, experience things with them and, and just know that people might be hurting and to, to tread uh, lightly in, in cases like that. And what we're gonna be using is a course called the Sanctuary Course, and we're only gonna have time to taste test it. It is, it is a great resource, and it's free. So anybody, I put the instructions, if you wanna explore any of this further, if you wanna rewatch a video, they even have video transcripts. So in this context, if you can't hear very well, um, the video, like I'd be happy to print those off. Um, but just if you have more interest, feel free to, to access the course yourself. Um, so this first video, um, the, the second page of your thing says like, jot down anything that comes up for you or anything that, what stands out to you as you watch? It's about 20 minutes and it's a, it's a video of a, a young man with lived experience of um, mental, um, a mental illness and then kind of how he worked through that. So, um, and then we'll have some discussion afterward. I hope you're enjoying this week's Sunday Morning Bible Group. For more information, you can head over to stpeterscolumbus.org. There, you will find more faith content and you can support this ministry. And don't forget, if you are looking for that local church and you live in Columbus, we would love to see you on a Sunday morning. Now, back to the Sunday Morning Bible Group. All right. Pretty neat video, huh? Hopefully saw uh, some different perspectives, maybe. Um, on mental illness and, and how we can approach it, especially from a Christian perspective. And uh, we've got a couple of questions, four questions here. 
for you guys to discuss at your table. Um, <clears throat> it's just basically like what stood out or resonated to you and, and maybe what are some things that you learned from it. So um, we're gonna go ahead and uh, put it back out to the table. So go ahead and, and uh, discuss. Close, our, close out our table discussions and kind of bring it back to the whole group. And I know we could probably go on for probably another hour talking about all the different topics that came up at each individual table and everything. Unfortunately, we are starting to run out of time. So I would, we would like to um, instead open it up for questions that you guys may have for us um, or just questions that came up while you guys were discussing. Um, and if you, if you want to bring them up right now, you're more than welcome to, and we can answer them here. Or if you just want feel more comfortable writing it down, and we can maybe answer it next time. Um, that works too. I'm gonna, we're gonna spend more time on that probably next week. That's a great question. So where does medication come in and, and um, therapy and which, yeah, does everybody need medication? I had a psychiatrist supervisor at Methodist Hospital that said he thought we should put Prozac in the drinking water like fluoride. <laughs> he thought everybody could use a little antidepressant. Great question, I'm gonna note that. Other questions before we finish up that we wanna make sure and get answers to? On the continuum, what was the second takeaway? It was a common sense one, but I didn't get it. The first one was all experience. I thought you said it, it was dynamic. Dynamic? Yeah, like dynamic. And and that we're all on the continuum together. Nobody has a nobody has a uh, a corner on complete mental health perfection. That's comforting to me <laughs> in my more anxious <laughs> moments. Okay. Okay, well let's finish up. I'll close with prayer and um, thank you again for being here. God, I am so grateful for the people that you brought here today and for the openness and candor and authenticity and sharing. God, um, reveal to us um, the places where you want us to learn more, the places where you might have our lives intersect um, with someone in our family or a friend um, to just further equip us to love them with your love. Um, I pray your blessing on our week and um, that you would all um, enable us to experience your nearness and your love for us. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all. Hey, I hope that you enjoyed this Sunday morning Bible group. If you did, be sure to share it and subscribe so we can get you more faith content when it's available. 
And I want to give a shout out to all people who call St. Peter's home. It is through you that we are able to connect people to Jesus for the first time and keep people connected for a lifetime. We hope to see you next time.